Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 40 of Ronnie's Reflections. Yes, we've crossed another boundary. We've made it into the 40s. That's pretty neat. This is a weekly segment on my YouTube channel available wherever podcasts can be found in your ear holes where I look back on my week and it's just a little journal-y, reflection-y kind of thing where I talk about the video games that I've played, movies I've watched. We have a question of the week. We have listener feedback and then anything else that was of note. It was kind of cool that I just want to talk about. So welcome, everybody. It is currently, as I record this, August 14th, 2022, Sunday, glorious day. Going to be another 100-degree-plus day in Kansas. Shocking, very shocking. Every single day is the same. We are in Groundhog Day for real. I am ready for fall weather, pumpkins, spicy lattes, Whatever. Whatever the basic white girl things are, I'm ready for that because those things typically accompany weather that is more tolerable to uh, myself. I like the colder weather. Uh, I was doing some some grilling, some smoking yesterday. I was uh, seasoning up my grill today because it also has a griddle, which is amazing. But there were just so many flies around everywhere and they just kept landing on me. and It's so frustrating and I can't wait for hopefully maybe another, I don't know, 60 days or so when all of those things are freaking dead and I'll be much happier at that point. But that's neither here nor there. We've got to talk about listener feedback from last week. Our question of the week was, how will you spend time at your next bucket list location? Slippery Bricks, my boy Andy said, I for sure would want to go on another cruise. I enjoy that kind of vacation a lot. My favorite one was to Alaska. The scenes are really breathtaking. I look forward to another one in the future. I've heard this about Alaska, and whenever I think about going on a cruise, I think sandy beaches, tropical locations, things of that nature. But everyone that I've ever heard of that has gone on an Alaskan cruise, there's a guy at my work that went on one uh, back in March. Highly, highly recommend to them. Everybody does that goes on them. So uh, yeah, I need to do that. Like I said, I love cold weather, cooler weather, so even though you're not going to be able to sit on the beach like... The idea of just sitting on a boat, or like we were talking about last week, just a floating toilet in the ocean, and it's serving you up delicious food, and then you wind up in some place that looks vastly different from where you live, and there's like wildlife and glaciers, and better see those while we can, because those are melting at a rapid pace. I'm with you, Andy. I would definitely go on an Alaskan cruise in a heartbeat. I wonder... I wonder what port you would leave out of for one of those. Probably probably California, Oregon, somewhere on the west coast. I'd love to visit California and Oregon. That would not be that would not be bad at all. Yes. Kelly? Alaskan cruise? Eh? Eh? <laughs> Speak of the devil, Kelly's comment was New Orleans is my top bucket list and food is my main goal when I go. Food and culture. So we're going to have to meet in the middle somewhere, which I guess is perfect because like right in the middle of Oregon and Louisiana is Kansas. Makes sense. I guess I would go to New Orleans again. It's not my favorite place, but you can leave out of cruises in New Orleans. So double whammy. Thank you all for responding to the question of the week last week. And our question of the week this week is, what would I do differently if nobody would judge me? A little deeper question this week. It's a blue question, which means that they're just... A little bit deeper. Um, the thing that I came up with for this one, because I'm not really one to concern myself 
at all with what people think of me. I think that that's like one of the big positive character traits that I have is that I just don't really care what people think of me. Outside of my professional world, like in my professional world, I really want people to uh, like me, to think that I'm engaging, to think that I bring good knowledge to the table because I love my job and I want to keep my job. So I definitely care in that realm, in that aspect of my life. But as far as like my personal life, like I'm into Pokemon at 38. No apologies at all. I got into Lego. Um, I've always loved just like nerdy things like that. And I've never been apologetic about it, but I thought about um, what I wish maybe I would have done whenever I was a little bit younger and a little bit more concerned with what people thought of me, maybe. And what I landed on was uh, the piano. I remember not necessarily having the distinct opportunity to learn piano, but that's a skill that I think of if I had now would would be like just really, really cool. It'd be awesome to be able to just sit down at a piano and entertain a crowd. Um, and I love music in general, and I think that piano, probably more than any other instrument, provides such a good foundation, foundational knowledge of music to where if you learn it, you're, uh, you're kind of set where you can really pick up other instruments. And I think that it probably would have made my uh, prowess as an aspiring punk rock guitarist maybe a little bit more uh, possible. Maybe a little bit, I would have been a little bit probably better if I would have known piano and had that base of knowledge, but I wasn't interested in learning it because I thought people would think that I was lame for taking piano lessons. So I never went down that road, and I think that I wish that I would have. I think that would have been a really cool skill to have. But yeah, that's what I came up with. What do you guys think? Question of the week. What would you do differently if nobody could judge you? Leave a comment below. Let us now transition into this stuff that I watched this week. Three things that I would like to cover on this list, although there were the old standards, and maybe it wasn't standard before, but I've gotten back into watching episodes of Seinfeld uh, during my lunch for some reason. It's just comfort food for me. I've seen the entire season probably nine times or more in its entirety, and uh, I've I've slipped back into it somehow. I mean, it's it's amazing. It's wonderful. It's probably my favorite show of all time. Uh, so I am watching that, still watching episodes of uh, Pokemon Indigo League with Beckett. We're only knocking out like one a night now before bedtime because we're trying to get back on the school schedule. But the three things that I watched this week were The Old Man, Prey, and Trainwreck, Woodstock 99. So The Old Man, that's on Hulu, it's Jeff Bridges, being old, ex-CIA operative, ass kicker, badass, um... It had so much promise. I remember being really, really high on it last week. I think I'd maybe made it through half of the season. It's only seven episodes for the first season, and supposedly a second episode has been approved. Um, the first two episodes were just really, really good. Fast-paced, awesome. And then he he encounters this woman, and there were just so many unbelievable things that this ex-CIA operative did with this woman that I, I just couldn't stop thinking about, like... He's gone 30 years without blowing his cover and doing all of these things the right way. And now, because of this woman, all of it is going to come crashing down. Or at least I, I blamed her. I don't know if that's accurate or not. The way that the season ended was really unsatisfactory. Super unsatisfactory. So I'm going to leave uh, on a bad note and it's going to be reflected in my grade. I'm giving Old Man 2 out of 5. 
two out of five, which is a meh rating for me. I thought like after the first two episodes it was gonna be a five out of five, but it just really it really tanked and did not land for me, especially with the way that the season ended. Hopefully there's redemption in season two. I will watch season two whenever it comes out, so I'm not totally soured on it, but uh, yeah, it's gonna have to it's gonna have to right the ship a little bit in my mind. Next thing I watched, I stayed on Hulu, uh, Prey, which is a sort of prequel to the Predator series. It's the first new Predator movie in a number of years. And the Predator movies, at least for me, have been a train wreck. They've been really bad the last several that they've come out with, including some of the Alien vs. Predator things that they did. Other than the first one, I like the first Alien vs. Predator. And then after that, they were they were pretty rough. Uh, but I feel like this Predator movie is maybe the second best Predator movie of all time. I love the original, Schwarzenegger, right? And then uh, the second one was Danny Glover in the city. That was pretty bad. And then the rest of them have just kind of been like, all right, kind of more of the same. But this one, this one took it back to the time uh, when Native American Indians were uh, inhabiting America before we had taken their land. And uh, it was the story of a woman, she was the main protagonist, and how her and her village were attacked, essentially, by this predator. You know, same story, predator comes to Earth, it's looking to hunt, it's killing bears and other things. Uh, But I just really, really enjoyed this. The um, quality was excellent. I can't believe that this went directly to Hulu, that it didn't have a theatrical release. It's a good movie. It's a good movie. Even if you're not into Predator at all, I think that this one is super watchable and you don't have to know the story of predator either it's very accessible so i'm giving prey four out of five it's very good good great yeah great is a four so it's great (laughs) it's great four out of five the last thing that i watched was Trainwreck woodstock 99 which is a three-part documentary series on netflix about you guessed it the woodstock concert of 1999 goes into great detail about the creator, founder, how it all came together, the planning of it, how it uh, burst at the seams and came apart in the end and was an absolute train wreck. Um, Many people were taken advantage of. Uh, You know, looking back on it, in 1999, I was 15 years old, and one of the persons that they interviewed during the documentary was a girl that was 15 at the time, and she went to Woodstock 99. I can't imagine, I cannot imagine allowing your 15-year-old to go to a concert of that scale for three days where they stayed the night in tents. Uh, but this this kid did that, and I, that, it's, it's a good thing that I had no aspirations to go and do that whenever I was 15. Would I go to Woodstock if it came out now? I think it's a big no for me. <laughs> I've kind of passed that that part of my life where I want to go to big festivals and be uncomfortable and smashed up against other people. Like I want to go, like my Hot Mulligan concerts. I I don't really want to get in the pit at all. I want to get in an elevated position where I have a nice view of the concert and I don't have a bunch of people rubbing up against me and it's not uncomfortable and I can enjoy the music and then I can leave after the concert and go home and sleep in a bed. But whenever I was in like my, I would say like maybe 18 to 25, I think I I would have attended a Woodstock 
but uh, I just missed it, and that's okay, especially knowing how that one wound up ending. If you're into documentaries, if you're into Woodstock, if you're into music, there's a lot of cool stuff that I didn't know about that concert that I learned, and each episode is about an hour in length, and there's only three episodes, so it's a quick watch. I would give that one a four out of five as well. I thought it was it was great. It was really well done and very interesting. So that's everything that I watched this week. We'll transition right into the games that I played. More Fortnite. I think the season is ending the middle of September, so I've got about a month to get up to a level 100, and I'm around level 80 right now, so I should be fine. I just need to I need to play it about every day and at least get the daily quest done. Usually you can get the daily quest done in one match, um, but I didn't play every day, so I missed out on some XP each day. So need to get in there. i got to get that Vader skin. Got to get that Vader skin. That was like the main reason that I got back into playing this season. So, yeah, I've been getting more Victory Royales. I got a really good solo Victory Royale this week, so, you know, I'm awesome. <laughs> the other game that I played, I just got it installed yesterday. I just bought it, actually. Rebought it, I guess. They had the Ultimate Edition of the original Dying Light on sale for $12.50 on the Xbox Store. I have the physical version of that. I don't know that I've played all of the DLCs. I want to say that I have, but maybe I haven't. I just saw it on there and I was like, oh, digital version. I love that game. I kind of want to support the studio. It's a really good deal. It comes with literally everything that they put out for the game. So I was like, well, we're kind of in a lull right here where I don't have anything to play. I'll support the devs, throw them 12.50, get the game, download it, and see if I can get back into it. And I played it uh, maybe like half an hour last night before grilling some delicious steaks on the new smoker, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. And uh, I think I'm going to get back into Dying Light. I restarted the game, so I'm back at the beginning. Uh, none of it feels super familiar, like I don't remember the quests. And I'm not usually one to replay games, but again, I love, I love zombie games. It's my comfort food. Anytime where there's quests, there's uh, loot, there's leveling up, that's my thing. So back into Dying Light. It does look and run better on the Xbox Series X compared to when I originally played it, which I want to say was on the Xbox One. I don't think it was a 360 game that I played. I think it was an Xbox One. But yeah, it's fun. I'm going to play some more of it today, and I'm looking forward to it. But that's basically all the games that I played last week. I did score a good deal today on Mario Golf. They had it for 40 bucks, so I pulled the trigger on that, so hopefully next week I'll have some Mario Golf to talk about. Last section that we need to talk about this week, other stuff and things. Um, I've got I've got like four things to talk about this week. It seems like lots of stuff happened. Big thing that happened this week was I battled cancer. I got diagnosed with melanoma. I believe they called it stage zero, which is the stage you want to have. Insight two, I think is how he described it, baby melanoma. So they caught it really, really early, which is awesome. Um, moving on up that stage thing, like stage four is whenever it's gotten so bad that the cancer has spread to your lymph nodes, and that means that it's essentially like all over your body. And the prognosis of survival at that stage is not so good. Stage zero is a 99% survival rate. So that is good. That's very good. Um, but I just wanted to talk about my experience because it was quite an experience. And uh, just to let you guys know the fun that you're in if you need to get a melanoma removed. 
So my doctor is in uh, Joplin that I go to, so it's an hour and 15 minute drive. I decided to have my uh, appointment really early in the day. That way I could have the rest of the day to kind of chill, relax, do whatever. So I signed up for this surgery at 8.30 in the morning. So I woke up at 5.45 and left the house at 7. Drove there, got there a little bit early. So I was there on time, that was good. Went to check in and the receptionist says, oh yeah, we need $300 for a deposit. I was like, okay, uh, all right. Here's my credit card, I guess. I Nobody told me that I was going to have a $300 deposit. I have really good medical insurance. So I don't know what was up with that. I wish I was the kind of person that was maybe a little bit more confrontational because I feel like I shouldn't have had to pay that $300 deposit on this surgery. My mom, she got a melanoma removed recently, and her deposit was only like 30 or 50 bucks. And so I was like, crap. <laughs> uh, but anyway, got checked in. Went to the back, Doc came in, uh, they numbed me up. I didn't feel any of the shots at all, like there was no feeling on that. Probably took about 10 minutes to do all of the shots and get it all nice and numbed up. Um, and then he starts he starts cutting. They put you know towels and things like around there. They start cutting with a scalpel. And uh, he's talking about how they recommend anywhere from... 3 centimeters to 5 centimeters around the melanoma area of skin that they've got to cut out. He said he always does 5. So that's probably why my surgery was more expensive. Because the more cutting they have to do, the more it's going to cost you. But I figure, you know, I'm there. He's a doctor. Knows what he's doing. Of course I'm not going to confront him about it. Get as much as you need. Take a nice big chunk of Ronnie with you as a souvenir. So he starts cutting. Uh, they've got a... Uh, uh, person that's in there that's learning, like maybe they're going to be a dermatologist, a student. So they're watching and they're very enthused about it. And then I was like, I'm a big tough guy. I'm going to look down and I'm going to watch while he's cutting my arm open. Because uh, like that kind of stuff just doesn't really bother me at all. Usually. Usually. Um, and after about 15 seconds of him cutting my arm and I can see the inside of my body, like the yellowy kind of fat cells that you see, like it's pretty deep. It's a deep cut. I started getting lightheaded, and I never felt lightheaded like that before, and I was pretty sure I was going to pass out. Uh, so I put my head back in the chair, <sighs> took a big deep breath like that. Doc asked me, are you okay? I was like, I'm okay. I'm just a little lightheaded. I think I'm going to pass out. And he's like, yeah, you'd be okay. But uh, yeah, maybe don't look anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Noted, yes, I won't I won't look. So I didn't look the rest of the time. Uh the lightheadedness passed after about 30 seconds. Uh even just like thinking about that now, like I've got that image burned in my my head of uh I'm getting hot just thinking about it. Turn the fan on here. Woo! Uh just thinking about and looking at a knife cutting my body open. That was quite an experience that I didn't, I didn't think I would react like that, but I sure did, sure did, uh, and then he put the stitches in, which was, it just felt like pressure, didn't feel any pain at all, and uh, now we're just in recovery mode, I've got this gigantic bandage on my arm, because the incision literally goes from like one corner of this bandage all the way up to the other corner, and this is a four inch bandage, it's a large 
it's a large incision. It's a lot of scar or a lot of stitches. And it's going to be a pretty good size scar after we get this done in uh, two weeks. So like a week from this Tuesday, I think it is. I got to go and get the stitches removed. So that's another trip to Joplin that I get to make. And then he wants to see me every three months for a year just to kind of check me out and make sure that I don't have anything else that I need to get removed. And I really hope he doesn't find anything else because that was not the most fun that I've ever had in my life. It really wasn't that bad. Like, the, I pain scale, like Kelly asked me how my pain was because I was complaining about it the day after surgery. And really, honestly, it was maybe a 2 or a 3 on a scale of 1 to 10, where 10 is the worst and 1 is the, like, least. So it wasn't bad. It just kind of felt like maybe I had a cut on my arm, and it was just agitated. And every maybe, I don't know, 10 or 15 seconds, there would be this wave of pain in my arm. But it was just kind of a dull pain. It wasn't it wasn't agonizing. It wasn't severe by, by any means. But... Yeah, 0 out of 10, I don't recommend melanomas, so if you can avoid that, do that. I've been putting sunscreen on my face every day since then, with the hope that um, I can keep my face from getting that, because he said, you know, if this was, uh, I picked a really good spot to have a melanoma, because it's on a place on my arm where it's not going to be stressed, uh, the likelihood of me ripping a stitch is really, really, like, not there with where it's at. And also, it's in a place where if I have a scar, it's not going to be a big deal at all. And he said if I had it on my face, usually he recommends uh, like a specialist for that because it's like microsurgery. And, you know, you don't want to have like a big giant scar on your face where they cut out a chunk of your body. But I got a little bit of footage from that that will be in the vlog this week. Um, right after they stitched me up, I got a little... Um, video of that so you can see that and then I got a video of the chunk of skin in the little vial of uh, like solution that he dropped in there and that was that was kind of cool so I was glad that <laughs> I was glad that I got that footage I really wanted to film during but now I realize that there's just no possible way that I could do that uh, at all because yeah that was pretty gross so melanoma don't recommend wear sunscreen get your skin checked out by a dermatologist at least once a year Next topic, my new smoker is fun. I bought that uh, Masterbuilt Gravity Series 800, and it's just a joy to cook on. I feel very manly cooking on it because, like, I'm actually, I'm actually cooking with fire instead of uh, the fire being like really removed from me. Like, I actually have to ignite the coals myself. Ooh, I'm a big man. I can start fires and cook with flame and. Make some delicious stuff, and I have. I've made ribs on it so far. I've made bacon. And last night, Kelly came over, and she bought ribeyes. She wanted me to cook her some ribeyes, and of course, I obliged. But I was really nervous about it because I know that she's very particular about how she likes her steak. She likes them like almost mooing, rare. And I have a tendency sometimes to overcook meat, especially when it's something that like steak where I'm not temping it, I'm not uh, monitoring the internal temperature of it the whole time. I'm just kind of eyeballing it and then uh, occasionally putting a temp probe in it and seeing what the temperature is. So I watched all kinds of YouTube videos and the process that I landed on was reverse searing for these steaks. And so what you do is uh, you do 225 
225 degree smoke on these steaks. Uh, and the guys' videos that I watched, they were doing inch and a half thick ribeyes. So they were really thick ribeyes. Our ribeyes were maybe a half an inch thick. So they were smoking them for about an hour and getting some really good smoke flavor on these steaks. So I put mine on the grill at 225, uh, put some pecan charcoal briquettes in there that I got from Walmart. Those are awesome. And then also a couple of chunks of hickory wood in there as well for some extra smoke. And uh, I had them a temperature probe inside of that meat waiting for it to hit 100 degrees and then I was going to pull them off and then crank the grill up to 700 and then sear them to get a nice crust on there. Well, I put them on the grill at 225 and after about 25 minutes they were already at 100 degrees so I was like, ugh, I don't think we got a ton of smoke flavor on them but they're at 100 so I pulled them off, cranked the grill up to 700 degrees which that was kind of nerve-wracking because that is really, really hot, and you avoid those kinds of temperatures on uh, like a propane grill because you're cooking with gas, and like it could ignite, and it could be very, very bad. Whereas on this charcoal grill, the only fuel source you've got is charcoal, and the only uh, like internal things that you have in your grill is a fan, so you can crank that baby up to 700, and it's going to handle it like a champ, and it did. Uh, it got up to 700 degrees from 225, in about three minutes, the fan just kicks on and it ignites those coals and it spreads and it gets really hot and it got right up to 700 degrees. The fan uh, backed off at that point and then it just held it at 700 degrees. It was amazing. It was so darn, so darn cool if you're geeky about smoking meats and grills and stuff like that. It's so cool. Uh, but yeah, then I just put the steaks on there for a minute on each side. Got some really good sizzle. The fire ignited from below from the drippings from the steak from earlier. And I wasn't worried about that because fire is good in a charcoal grill. It's contained. It's not going to ignite like a propane gas grill would. And uh, yeah, those babies charred. They seared. Flipped them over one minute on each side. And then they were done. I let them rest. Uh, threw some butter over the top of them, added a little bit of extra salt and pepper for some extra seasoning. Best steaks I've ever made in my life. Uh, the charcoal, smoky flavor was definitely there. Kelly definitely uh, recommended them. She she said that she just loved the, the flavor of them. The charcoal, smoky flavor was really good, so... I love that grill. It is just, it's really, really fun to cook on. Um, it also has a griddle feature to where you can use it kind of like a blackstone uh, as well. And this morning I took some time to install that and get that all seasoned up because I think it's going to replace my, uh, my blackstone. I bought a really nice $350 blackstone last year. I only use it really for burgers and, uh, it uses propane. I don't, I don't really like cooking with propane. I love the uh, the idea of just not running out of fuel. Like with propane, I always run out of fuel or I forget to turn the gas off or whatever. Like I just don't like cooking with propane. It makes me makes me a little nervous as well. Um, so I might be selling that that Blackstone. I don't know. We'll see. Cause I'm gonna I'm gonna cook some burgers on uh, on the Master Built this week. See how that goes. It is a smaller cooking service, but I don't ever cook. I don't ever fill up my Blackstone service. So. I don't know. It's interesting. I love that smoker, though. It's super, super, super fun. I think the fuel is definitely more expensive. Like a bag of charcoal is around like 10 bucks, and you can go through a bag of charcoal in about three cooks, whereas a bag of pellets is about 10 bucks, and it takes, I don't know, like you could probably get 10 cooks 
out of a bag of pellets. So it's a it's a faster burning fuel source, but I definitely think it's worth it for the flavor that it provides. I'm pretty hyped on it. Pretty, pretty hyped on it, I must say. Next thing I want to talk about, other stuff and things. Uh, I had a weird Lego clearance experiment at uh, experience at Walmart yesterday. Uh, I filmed all of this, so it's kind of redundant for me to put it in the podcast, but um, there will be video about this later in the week. But I thought I'd tell the story on here as well. Um, two days ago, so Friday evening, me and Beckett went to Walmart because I wanted to do a little shopping. Uh, I wanted to pick him up some more clay because he's been going through it like crazy. I needed some groceries. So we went to Walmart, and we went to the Lego aisle, like we always do, just to kind of peruse. And I've had my eye on some Lego sets there. Um, they've been clearance marked down a little bit. The Bad Batch set was marked down to 80 bucks from 100 and I've been watching that one, waiting for another price break. Well, all of the sets were marked down uh, on clearance up to 50% off, or in some cases a little bit more than that. That Bad Batch set was marked down to $60, and they had three of them. And I really wanted to buy a ton of stuff and just fill up a shopping cart. But I was like, eh, I got Beckett here. Got to get groceries. It's going to be this whole thing. I'll just come back tomorrow because I was going to go through there on my way anyway. So, the next day, Saturday morning, took Beckett back, went to Walmart, got my shopping cart, went back to the Lego aisle. No Lego to be found. All of the clearance Lego had been pulled. The aisle had been totally reorganized. I went to the garden center because that's usually where they have a lot of Lego stuff. No Lego stuff. Went back to the toy aisles. Thought maybe they just pulled it and put it somewhere else in the toy section. Nope. No clearance Lego to be found. There was a worker. I asked him. I said, hey, clearance Lego. Do you know what happened to that? And he said, yeah. They uh, they didn't know where to put all the clearance stuff, and they wanted to get the new stuff out on the shelves. So they pulled all the clearance stuff, put it on a pallet, and it's sitting in the back of the store. So I was like, okay, that's cool. Can I buy it? I would like to buy a lot of it, too. He's like, well, let me go ask my manager. He's gone for about five minutes. He comes back, and he says, Manager says, we can't sell it to you until we put it back out on the floor. Sorry. I was like, dang. All right. No problem. Thanks for your help. Didn't want to be a Karen. I could have been a Karen. Kind of wanted to be a Karen. I wasn't a Karen in that case. I just accepted my fate and took it as a sign that I didn't need to spend a bunch of money on uh, more sealed Lego sets. Because I've already got a basement full of them that are maybe not super great investments at this point because everybody's doing it and it's taking forever for the Lego sets to mature and to be really good investments so yeah uh, I don't know like I'm not gonna try and and go back there and track them down and like be be at Walmart every day waiting for them to put those back out if they put them out and I'm there I'll pick up some and if not again I'll just chalk it up to some bad luck or maybe karma saying you don't need those don't get them and that's okay Last thing that we want to talk about, my favorite topic of all, that's Beckett James Williams. He is amazing. Like I said, we went and we bought him some more packs of clay. And uh, the stuff that he was making with that new clay was amazing. He was just knocking this stuff out. He was doing some larger versions of the, like, Sonic and Mario creatures that he normally makes. He wanted me to pick pick him up some dowel rods, some skinnier, uh, smaller dowel rods, like maybe, maybe, like, a couple of centimeters thick. Uh, but and then two or three inches in length 
so that he could make arms and legs and just cover those in clay and make like big figures out of that. He was having a blast doing that. My favorite thing that he made, though, uh, he'd never done this before. He made this whole scene where it was a couch and he had his characters sitting on the couch. And then he made this TV out of clay as well. And he had the characters on the TV also, like coming out of the TV. It was like a 3D television. It was so cool. I was so proud of him uh, for coming up with that. I just thought it was so unique. That dude, that dude's got skills in art. And I've said it before and I'll say it again. I've just got to continue supporting that and uh, just continuing to provide him with materials and encouragement because I love it. I love that about him. He may not be a sports kid, and I'm totally fine with that. If art is his thing, uh, I think that's great. So, Beckett, if you're watching this 10, 20, 30 years from now and you're still into art, awesome. If you're not, that's okay, too. I'm just uh, really proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. You're so talented, and I love that you love doing something so much that brings you so much joy. The other thing with Beckett is that he's going to start school this week. Kindergarten, full days of school for the first time for this guy. And that also means, it occurred to me today, that I've got to start packing school lunches. We've decided that we're going to send him with lunch instead of buying the cafeteria lunch. So I need some materials. We're going to have to go to the go to the store. Maybe I'll take him to the store after uh, school on Wednesday. And he can pick out what he wants in his lunch because, I don't know, I don't have a ton of stuff that's like super travelable. He loves eating hot dogs without buns right now, but he likes them warmed up. So I want to send him with cold stuff that he doesn't have to worry about warming up. So we'll take a trip on Wednesday, grab those lunches. He's going to rock out kindergarten. It's going to be an awesome year. Teacher's going to be afraid of all of the crazy evil things that he always likes to draw. But you know what? It's his thing. Do what you got to do. All right, folks, that's going to wrap up Ronnie's Reflections, episode 40. Thank you so much for tuning in. Our question of the week, if you would like to answer that, is what would you do differently if nobody could judge you? Hope you all have a fantastic week. I'm looking forward to another great one. We will see you in the next one. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, then. What about YouTube?